Welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Stream, your podcast that goes into the magical world of content available on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Maddie Shook, along with my co-host, Megan Mann. Hello! It's time! It's happening. Hamilton film got released over the past weekend, and so we have not one, but two special guests with the potential of a third, but maybe we will save that one for later. And so, but let's go ahead and introduce Connie is back from our National Treasure episode that we had such a good time, and we knew when Hamilton was being discussed, we had to bring Connie on, so welcome back. (laughs) I mean, is my beat now like American, like alternate American history? (laughs) Ooh! That's kind of what's happened. We'll we'll just roll with it. Unintentionally, but I I hope you embrace it. We embrace it. Mm -hmm. Not mad at it. I'm trying to think if there's any other titles that we'll figure it out. We can include in that (laughs) subgenre. We'll figure it out and only ask you. Yeah. But first-time guest, the wonderful Christelle is with us. Christelle, welcome on the podcast. Hello. Huzzah. <laughs> that also, it, back in, it, it's so funny of that this has been like a time capsule to the Hamilton hype of like 2015, 2016. And you were a big part of that timeline as well. So it's great to have you on. And I know you're a fellow Disney file too. So it's really great of having both Hamilton and Disney kind of merged together in this weird way of yes, it's weird, basically $75 million dollar purchase. So, Yeah. I mean, did not expect that castle. Sorry to jump into it, but did not expect the Disney castle. And then to when hear the Disney like, castle the, intro with the music Oh my behind. God. I was, was like really impressed by that because I wasn't anticipating that either. I don't know. I guess I don't know what I was anticipating. Yeah. Um, Just because, you know, you I mean, how, I was how just you... expecting like the Disney Plus original, you know, the little swoop thing. Yeah. That oh, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but that's well, not, I guess because that's it wasn't originally for Disney Plus. For, so maybe they just yeah, because they had it already. Well, in well, their yeah, theatrical it was supposed to be the theatrical release. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, I think you know <gasps> Disney needs yeah. some monies. <laughs> Disney needs some monies right now. So like, if they were smart. They would still release it into theaters because do you know how many yeah. people would people would flock to a theater see to see it? People would absolutely go see it. Sing I mean, along, sing along. Oh, yes, yes. Because, uh, I've been to a Beauty and the Beast sing along mm, when they had it, and I was I went to another one that they had a sing along for, and I was like, this is my place because I, I can't <laughs> sing along in the theater, like in the right. like Broadway theater. I mean, I can't under my breath. But. I've tried and just. Mm. Yeah, People. it takes a lot of risk. The Broadway crowd is just not. They're as not fun. having it. <laughs> They're I, not. They're not. Or like the people that you're with. Like I went to see a. Pl- okay, I went to go see American Idiot like two weeks before it closed on Broadway, and mind you, I just said two weeks before it closed, right? And it's been on. It was on Broadway for like years at this point, and so there was no one. In the balcony, okay? And I'm sitting there singing along, having a good old time, and my friend's like, oh my god, people are staring. I'm like, what people? (laughs) There are no one, there's no one around us. So that's the only time it's been acceptable, though. I'm a fan of the dramatic lip sync. I definitely lip sync during multiple parts in Frozen, like, not gonna lie. 
And so... Oh, I definitely lip sync, but it's, like, really sad when people just don't join in. Like, I want to mm-hmm. sing along. Let's do this together. So right. before we get into the Hamilton of it all, um, Christelle, since you're a first-time guest, anytime we have a first-time guest, we just kind of talk about your Disney journey and, mm-hmm. like, what Disney has meant to you and, like, your level of fandom. And so, care to elaborate? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that my first movie in a theater was Aladdin. Um, and my dad said that he had to take me out because Jafar was just too scary. Um, I know. And now I'm like, he's scary for different reasons. Now he's a predator. Um, he's a predator. <laughs> <laughs> he was grooming her. Okay. But um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But then, so I did the thing. I'm also, I, I got to make it known I'm Filipino American and I'm the first one in the U.S. born and raised here. So I think that Disney movies uh, really helped shape who I am in terms of not just language, um, but I think in terms of storytelling and the type of uh, narratives I enjoy and connect with. Um, And I would do the thing, of course, where you pick one movie, you pick that VHS, and that's the one you watch for a month straight and memorize, right? You do that so that it becomes part of your DNA in a way. And so I've been a big Disney fan my whole life. And then I even ended up being a cast member um, for a, a, actually a, a large part of my 20s, I was the cast member. And so that's when I went back to Disneyland. And so now it's uh, for the first time in a long time since I was a military brat. So it was just like the 20s reinvigorated my love for Disney, which has always been there. But then it like got hyped up on that pixie dust. And I was just like, in a Disney bubble for a pretty long time then I took a break for a little bit (laughs) and then of course Disney Plus came out and it's like well that's all I'm gonna do it's like being in the world's best blockbuster just like browsing Disney Plus titles so now they they got Hamilton and it's like why would I watch anything else (laughs) so literally anything else and I think it's kind of great that Christelle, I actually like literally met you for the first time at Disneyland because it's like friends of friends <laughs> sure situation did. and it's like sure did. I, that's my fault. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of a great scenario of just like, okay, we're gonna have a Disney day. And mm-hmm. for two Disney nerds like ourselves, it actually was kind of the perfect way to just kinda hit it off of like, oh, you love the thing I love. But let's kind of round robin it as far as everyone's like Hamilton journey, as far as did you did you see the show live like uh, as far as what were your experiences with like getting to listen and fall in love with Hamilton for the first time and so um Connie why don't you start things off (laughs) (laughs) don't laugh like that what like right off the bat you're like (laughs) it's because it's so intense it's such an intense journey and being in New York it's just okay sorry go ahead I mean, it's her being story. A New Yorker, being a New Yorker, <laughs> Christelle has known me since this has happened, <laughs> so <laughs> she's been here the whole time. Um, being, I, I do live in New York, but I don't see that much theater. Um, it's wildly expensive, and I <laughs> don't have the, um, I guess, the hustle and the patience to do the cheap tickets thing. 
Um, like there's just like a hustle that you have to have to do, to be, to do that. And I put my energies in other media, I guess. Also seeing live theater when you have glasses and astigmatism from the back row and the balcony is not as, uh, I just need HD quality and my eyes don't provide that. So, um, I've always had like, a just like, oh, if I happen to go see a thing, cool. But because and especially because I've worked off Broadway at a theater as an usher. So it's like I've had opportunities to see live theater um, and probably more than I would have had I not worked off Broadway. But um, with regard to Hamilton, uh, the <laughs> I saw I, I became obsessed with the idea in 09 or, or 2010 when I saw Lynn's uh, White House performance. Mm hmm. Um, because, because fun fact, he went, we went to the same high school, obviously very far apart. No way. Um, very way. Um, he was a substitute, uh, one of the years that I was there. He was not my substitute. Very still salty about that, but it's fine. Um, but yes, he, he until, until Hamilton came out, I think he was Mr. Miranda in my head because he was a teacher at my school. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. So I, and then it's really funny because one of the teachers I had at that school um, for social studies was obsessed with Alexander Hamilton. And so I just put the two things together in my head, like, wow, Mrs. Curtis would really love this. I don't know if they know each other. I don't, I haven't seen anything about her since like knowing if she like, loves this show or not but in high school she was obsessed with Alexander Hamilton um and she was my AP US US history teacher so those two things were like connected in my head um just like following Lynn's career uh tangentially and then um the the one thing that connects us being like Hunter and (laughs) Alexander Hamilton um and so I guess whenever the sound the the cast recording came out i think it was like on npr for a week like you could just only listen to it on npr so i did that i remember that mm-hmm. and then obviously it. you know it it came out and i bought it on itunes i don't buy music on itunes you guys i have spotify but i bought it on itunes and would only listen to it on my itunes now i do listen to it on my spotify but i own it so it's fine you know um and you know i've seen it a, a, a few times <clears throat> we accept you for who you are yeah i've seen it a few did you see times. original Wait. cast or was it after i did see original cast um yes connie don't leave that out you got it. this is the time don't to bury fly. the lead <laughs> you guys connie was on the stage like why are you leaving that out girl you're right so okay so mm-hmm. in one of the off-broadway theaters that i worked at oak worked there as an mm. actor in a show, and he does not remember who I am, but uh, some of the stage crew um, were cool with him. And when he got Hamilton, they were he was like, "Oh, I can get you the um, the the standing row seats uh, for forty dollars." And they looked at me and was like, "Do you want to come?" And I looked down at the <laughs> Hamilton book that I was currently reading and said, "Was that a question?" You're like, you should have just held it up and been like, "Really." <laughs> I did basically. I was just like, "What? Why are you why asking? Are you me asking? This why didn't you just say let's go? Right? Like, just tell me when we're going. I don't understand." Um, <laughs> at that point, Shut I had take my purchased. Money. 
I had purchased tickets to see it, but it wasn't going to be for another 11 months or so. I remember that. Right. Uh Uh-huh. So I saw it in December, and then I saw it the following October, November, something like that. Um, But uh, because those two knew Oak, um, he led us backstage, and we stood on the stage, and I got to took a picture with Lynn. And um, I like how you were like going to leave this out. I wasn't. I was just. I was. She was being I knew very you would, casual and was like, I so knew yeah, that's you it. would prod. She I needed knew you me. Would she prod. knew I was there. I was yeah. there for the alley, the setup. I got yeah, you. I knew she would prod. Um, so I knew it would come out. It's fine. It was all part of the, you know, the setup. I want to see that picture. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, She's wearing her Hufflepuff scarf. I, I think I am. Oh, yeah. And, and then I think I'm wearing my Hamilton, I mean, my Hunter shirt because <laughs> I'd met Lynn once before because his Freestyle Love Supreme performed at the Off-Broadway Theater that I worked at. And I'd taken a picture with him then. And it's a very grainy, very bad picture. And I was like, I went to Hunter. And he was just like, mm-hmm, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm serious. Well, I'm like, I didn't say that, that to him then. I didn't say that to him then, but I was like, did he not believe me? <laughs> like, I promise I went there. And I was like, Oh, maybe people use that because he talks about the high school and often yeah. enough. So it's like maybe he, people use that to try to like be like, I know you. And that I was just like, no, thing. I literally went there. It's six years of my life. Like, come on, bro. But because he didn't believe me that time, the next time I was like, well, just in case I'm aware of my aware shirt. shirt. <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a dork shirt. and it was a school it for dorks. It has my last name on it written in permanent marker. <laughs> <laughs> Like I did not buy the shirt off of eBay. I own it. Okay, it's that would be grade. that would be way too much effort for. We like, had the same <laughs> teachers. Wow. <laughs> um. So then I have seen it twice more. Uh, I got to see it. I got to go to an Edgeham uh, performance. Uh, for the Nerds of Color. Um, Keith of the Nerds of Color was like, so I know I just. I think I had, I think it was after I went to um, Chicago for the Nerds of Color to go to Star Wars celebration. And he's like, I know you just took time off work, but <laughs> here's would the you thing. be able to take Shout off to a matinee on a Wednesday? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he said, yeah, Hamilton matinee. And I was like, okay, so I'm taking the day off and just <laughs> let me know what time and where and what I need to do. <laughs> so um, I got to see that. Uh, it's like uh, Edgeham is their um, sort of educational arm. They like bring Hamilton into schools, basically like there's a curriculum and teachers use it to help teach American history and kids from all over um, get to participate in like, uh, you know, like creating works based on the, the history that they're learning. And then certain ones get to come in and perform it on the Hamilton stage. Um, and it's like kids, you know, that are title one schools, like lesser affluent and stuff. So like kids who wouldn't be able to see the show at all, get to see it for 10 bucks and they get to perform on the stage and like watch other performances. Like it's a bunch of schools that come in and then they get to see the show. Um, so $10. I got to, to do that. And that was awesome. Cause watching kids watch Hamilton is way better than adults watching Hamilton. Oh my God. Because they get the, Drink, say no to they this. Get the musical, they get the musical, the, like the hip hop musical references as opposed to the musical musical references. And they're more like into it. 
and um yeah say no to this and like you know they get all squirmy about like sexy stuff but also death and i was just like well this is oh, this is man. way better than when i saw it with adults um because then i felt like i could sing along too because i was just like these kids don't care <laughs> um and then finally one of my friends got tickets for his birthday and he was like you saw it already but do you want to come and i was like say less Say less. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, well, actually, there was a fourth friend. There's he got three tickets, and there are four of us. And one friend, I was like, listen, if you can go, I've seen it, so you can go, if you can make it. And he was like, I can't make it, and I was just like, well, good. <laughs> I am not gonna so say no. I did. I was, I was uh, magnanimous. I was just like, listen, if you want to see it, I know you haven't seen it at all yet, but. If you can't go, I'm just I I will be glad to to take the ticket uh, in your stead, obviously. Uh, so uh, how gracious of you! Yeah, You're such you know, a good I just person, try to honey. be selfless, you know. <laughs> selfless. Okay. Exactly. Tiny again. And so, see, that was just like a long story, as opposed to one who has seen it multiple times. I have not seen it, alas, oh. that my mom and sister went on a New York trip l- last year and they got to see it like of like actual like Broadway and everything. And I was working retail on the weekends as one does and mm. it hurt. But alas, that's why I'm so happy to have this that I actually got in because I think I actually think it was Connie was like in different people on my timeline were hyping up Hamilton. So I was intrigued, but before like the soundtrack had been released, there was the week when it was on NPR and that's how, so I listened to it through that. And cause they also, when that was up, they had a PDF you could download with all of the lyrics. So mm-hmm. I literally just sat down, pulled up the PDF and followed it along. Like basically almost like a book essentially and so then I was able to kind of tell like oh this is who this character is and like match the voices so then by the time that the soundtrack dropped it helped of like I pretty much knew all the words already by that point and I was obsessed like satisfied we will get into it is like one of my possibly my favorite musical theater song of all time now like it's so good and just like the performances and everything like it's one of those things where just kind of you stop having words because you're just like it's just so great but yeah that's kind of what drew me in and so I've watched clips and the Grammy I stayed up during the Grammy performances and actually watched live television in order to like still be able to like watch all of that because that was the year that they just totally swept the Grammys even though there were other good shows that year but it was Hamilton, so they had no chance. Bless their hearts. Do you mean the and Tonys? So... They did both. Oh, they did both. Right? But they oh, would have only been, been nominated for one Grammy. Yeah, yeah, I meant I meant the Tonys. So I watched both. Because they won yeah. the Grammy for it. Mm-hmm. They just, I was like, does she mean the Tonys? Because they were only nominated for one Grammy. Yeah, so okay. I, I, meant, I meant the Tonys as far as, like, I stayed up for, like, the entire thing to, like, watch all the performances and whatnot. But, yeah, they did win the Grammy. Thus, shots out the Grammy because... I also follow Retta on her, all her social media, and so she had a lot of blessed Hamilton content during that period of time. Does anyone, so side note to Retta, does anyone remember when she took shots out of their Grammy? With David and his mom. <laughs> I loved it 
so much because she is so obsessed with Hamilton. She's like, I'm going to take a shot out of this Grammy. Watch me. And it was living perfection. Living her best life. But yeah, I love the show a lot. And so I was super pumped to actually get to experience it with the cast. And they were supposed to come to Dallas this summer. Uh That didn't happen. (sighs) 2020. Because 2020 is a dumpster the worst year yeah so eventually when they maybe come to dallas at some point that'll happen but until then i now have disney plus and if they launch it in a theater i will still totally see it in a movie theater as well sing along or no sing along and so megan what about you oh sure i didn't know i was next okay um so just massive theater geek Obviously, it came across my path right when it, you know, first dropped. And I was like, okay, so I'm not one, I guess, for, like, all all singing musicals. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I just said I saw American Idiot. I will watch the last five years every day until I die if I could. Like, I, there are some that I do really love, but sometimes I'm like, why can't you just talk? Why, why can't you just I just want to hear you talk a little you know <laughs> so uh, so, so it, no operettas so it would uh well mm, no I do like some like I said I do like some but like it has to be really good for me to really like it and obviously you know I was a little intimidated at first but then you know as you the more you listen to it you're like yes okay I'm here for it because I think I was just talking about it with somebody yesterday. If you've never seen it that, or you, you're not really familiar with the soundtrack beforehand, the first time you see it, you're kind of like, I missed a lot. Like, a lot of people were, with, like, watching it over the weekend, they were like, I missed at least, like, a portion of it because I couldn't follow along quick enough, which I totally get. And so a lot of people had that I know had to watch it with subtitles the first time first or second time because they're like okay I missed some of it now I have to make sure that I'm paying attention more um but I okay so when tickets went on sale in Chicago it was like this was the first time Chicago had ever and I mean ever sent out like rules to buying tickets before you bought them like the Broadway in Chicago, like newsletter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social, they were like, here are the guidelines for when you buy Hamilton tickets. This is how it's going to go. So the, the website crashed in like 30 seconds um, instantly. Like there were so many people that it just <laughs> crashed. And right. I think, and people got tickets for like 10 months into the run. Mm-hmm. And they were like, mm-hmm. who got tickets for the first nine months? No, <laughs> no one. one. No one got it because it crashed <laughs> so hard. So, um, like, I was on. My friend was on. We were both on our phones. Like, we were both trying so hard to make this happen. And then they fixed it within the day. And then we ended up getting, like, one of the first few days that it was here. Mind you, the entire wow. the entire Chicago run was sold out for like all three years it was here. Like oh, every single goodness. performance 
was sold out. That cast is so good. It was. It was I so good. Cast. I and not to knock because I I love him so much. I love Jonathan Groff, but mm. our our king was so funny that I was like I would watch you every day and never get sick of it. But we were one of the first few days, and um, it was just so like it. It's one thing to listen to the soundtrack, and it's one thing to, you know, watch it uh, on Disney Plus now, but it is such a different experience when you see it live. You're just, like, mm-hmm. enraptured. You're like, I don't know how this is even real. Like, it's yeah. so good. It's so good, and I just, oh, I was sad I that I only saw it how it was once. meant to be. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sad I only saw it once, but I'm so grateful that I even got to see it. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, though, bone to pick, because he's like, I'm going to come up and do a couple shows. No, he didn't. Never once. Yeah, he definitely didn't. He didn't show up once, okay? (laughs) He didn't show up, because my friend and I were, like, stalking everything. We're like, where's Lin-Manuel Miranda today? Like, we were trying to see if he was ever coming here. Never came, and we were, like, on the hunt. After a year, we're like, oh, forget it. Yeah, he's not coming. And then we're like, he's not coming. And then guess what? (laughs) Income. Yeah, I think he was was doing all of the things. Yeah, all of the things. He said, though, he said it verbally, (laughs) and he said it on the internet, and when you say it on the internet, that means it's real, okay? He said it on the internet, and he lied. So that's on him. It's on him. Lynn, I'm not mad at you if you're listening, Lynn. I'm not mad. Um, I'm just disappointed, and it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> and it's okay. I'm just disappointed. You know, everyone needs a flaw, and so that it's all good. <laughs> everyone needs a flaw. I mean, otherwise it it's too, too much. Yeah, it'd be too, yeah, it would be too great. Well, I mean, it, he it, was it, in Mary Poppins yeah. Returns, but that's not. Oh, shots fired. Um, I actually, I loved his performance. He was delightful. I love but... that Sean. That's it. I guess when we inevitably do a Mary Poppins episode, then we're going to have a debate. We normally agree on things. Um, I believe in the sanctity of Mary Poppins, and I believe in its purity, and that did not meet my expectations. Tabling that discussion. Um, there is too much to get into, and so... Um, Christelle, did we only kind of briefly brushed on your Hamilton journey, so before yeah. we get into it. Um, I feel like I was just a couple months late. I wasn't, I remember when it got released on NPR and I wasn't um, super into it then. I think my big issue was I, I'm very specific about rappers. I, I, I like, um, hmm, how do you explain? I, I think that if someone is rapping, like their voice plus flow combo has to be this thing that I just like, cannot look away from otherwise like I'm unimpressed and so I was nervous because I was like oh it's all hip-hop okay I and but it was like a musical hip-hop type of thing so I was just like for me I was just there was a lot of trepidation going into it but I'm I am a former gleek and so I was all about Groff and I was like you know what he's in it and he's saying it's brilliant so I'm gonna I'm gonna just like Listen to the Groff songs. I was like, okay, like, <laughs> <Just it. him. laughs> and then, and then I like 
went further, I think on Pandora or something, because I use Pandora instead of Spotify, because I'm not like Connie, and I don't have my own account. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but <clears throat> let's start again. So on Pandora, I think that I had listened to Burn and Skylar Sisters on Pandora. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go all the way through. And I did the thing where I um, went on YouTube and listened as the lyrics were playing. And then after that, I think I watched some interviews with Lynn and when he's describing how he came to that point and him talking about the hip hop as a genre. Lynn talking about process is always fascinating. It's it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then so that made me more like excited about it because just like understanding, you know, what inspired him, you know, him talking about his dad him talking about ham as an immigrant, but also specifically talking about hip hop as a genre and how it's about people rising above their situation um, and and taking that hardship and expressing it um, and how the Revolutionary War was very hip hop in a way. And I think making that connection, I just love context and content, you know? And so that made me listen to it and became obsessed and did the genius.com thing where I like, looked at everything and then um i will say we can delete this too because i think it's frowned upon but i got a hold of the bootleg really early on it's okay we won't tell patty murin we're we're, (laughs) you're in a safe space oh my god yeah see okay damn okay so i got a hold of the bootleg very early on and i would invite friends over to my place and i had a little speech that I gave them, like a 10 minute speech. And then we would watch, like I had to preface it. I felt that need. And so all of my friends got obsessed that way. And I have watched the bootleg hundreds of times, but it is a specific angle. So I wasn't too surprised about a lot of it, but like in HD and with the different angles, um, it's so different. I have seen it live twice. I saw it in San Francisco and I saw it again in LA. Um, and there is a moment when you sit in the orchestra, because I got to sit in the orchestra the first time I saw it. Um, it's so different to be below the stage. I don't know if anybody has seen it from the orchestra. Connie, did you see it from orchestra? Yeah, from and you're 52 times you saw it. <laughs> I saw it in the orchestra all the times. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, okay, but to be fair, the first two times were at the back of the orchestra. Yeah, so the yeah, overhang true. of the balcony means I couldn't true. see anything on the balcony of the stage. Oh, no. Yeah. That takes I had to, like, so keep much. ducking to see, like, a lot of the stuff that was happening yeah. up there. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's so crazy because it is, like, when you are in the orchestra and you're watching, watching it, everyone looks like they're just floating and gliding. Specifically, like, anything with the boat, like when he rose across the Hudson, it looks like they're, it's so, it's so cool. Um, But yeah, I got to see it twice. Uh, Probably going to see it again if they reopen. I have lots of people who are offering me to be their partner now. I've heard great things (laughs) about the LA cast. And so the the LA cast, so that was the um, Angelica tour and San Francisco went to LA as well. So I got to have them twice. And Josh, Henry was the burr um, and my God, like his, his take, his wait for it is amazing. But I, and I was fortunate enough to catch him sneaking out of the theater 
Um, and I got him to sign my $10 bill. So we got that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love that you oh, dropped as far as that Glee was what brought you in. Because one of the things that did bring me in was that it was, they had Jesse St. James and then mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the guy from Smash was... <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew Leslie Odom Jr. Because of, because of Smash. Oh, who had to go on tour, so he dumped. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So bless that bonkers show. I love it so much. But um, that it's so interesting to revisit because it was such a time of like Hamilton was like the media obsession, and also like of what's happened since the show itself of that like Lynn has become this own figure in pop culture and also just Disney culture unto itself of like that he's almost right up there with like Alan Menken type figure of so you see him more in that like family like the Lynn like Moana Lynn is different than Hamill Lynn and so and that pun was unintentional that was a bit of a Freudian slip but I love it and so it is weird seeing like Lynn as like Hamilton again because I've just been so used to him just being tied with various Disney things and so technically I guess Hamilton is now Now a Disney Disney thing thing. but everything including (laughs) Hamilton that's wild it is wild and so take out the Hall of Presidents, just put in something Hamilton, make it happen. Just but, various statues of David, that's what I would like. Yeah. But leave Obama in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just cause. There we go. And then, um, so yeah, just getting into it of, well, t- to kind of keep a semblance of structure, we'll just kind of go chronologically. So once again, revisiting of just, it was kind of weird seeing the Disney castle with like the Hamilton music cues behind part of me was wondering if they were going to do like a special one. Cause you know how sometimes they do like a different castle graphic mm-hmm. to fit whatever project it is yeah. Yeah. like yeah. with Incredibles and stuff. And so I thought they were going to do like some revolutionary war looking or at least like the gold, um, like the poster. Star. Yeah. 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 That's what I style, the gold star style. They, that um, didn't even like, you would think that even after the castle, they would have put up the poster, but mm-hmm. they, or like they just brought Hamilton that. And block letters. Yeah. That's different. They're like, we'll just, just get it out the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, we had also, a lot of plans for this, but, uh, uh, sorry, this is what you're going to get now. But, um, I also kind of love that to give you the immersion of basically being in that, like the theatrical experience that they did give Groff's little pre-show like message. You can't not have it. It's so good. Oh my god, it was so good. Enjoy my show. I love it. I love it. And they change it per king when you see it live. It's whoever your King George is. That's who records it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't just use the graph one over and over again, which is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so we get into first the the titular number, Alexander Hamilton. No. Oh, okay. This is how we're going to do it. After. <laughs> <laughs> so the first beats are. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You're breaking it down. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I asked the right people to be on. That this makes me happy. I'm gonna be honest though. When I watched this, 
I was like, I had already, I watched it on Saturday. I'd already been in the sun for hours in the pool. And uh, I'd already socialized, which took so much out of me after quarantine. And um, I then, I like took a shower and I was like, okay, I'm not going to turn the lights off. But I specifically wanted to watch it on my boyfriend's uh, 4K HD TV. So I was like, no, if I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch this right. And so I was sitting there and I was like, okay, you're going to fall asleep if you turn the lights off. And then I kept like dancing and singing my way through it. And my dog was like, okay. Is she well? <laughs> literally. He's like, if I had any more energy after being in the pool all day, I literally would leave the room. Like, you're real <laughs> aggressive right now. <laughs> Christelle, please. Christelle, please tell your experience of watching it the night it came out. Oh, are you saying because you saw my live story? <laughs> yes. Oh. Christelle's okay. like, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And then like two s- stories later, she's like, I'm standing in front of my TV. <laughs> and then like two more stories later, she's like, it's really late. I have to stop. I'm going to stop it at act one. I'm going to go to bed. I have so much energy, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like I had to stop at act one. I was not prepared to get, you know, destroyed. So I made the conscious decision. You know, it ended on a happy-ish note. Like, mm-hmm. let's not think about, you know, death feeling like a memory right now. Yeah. And But I paused my thing at the intermission and I'm laying in bed. I stayed up till 4 a.m. Oh, God. <laughs> because, I, because I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking and just taking notes. It was so dumb. But I really was just <laughs> so dumb. I was just standing in front of my TV. Like, I started on my bed, ready to just press pause when I needed to sleep. And somehow I was, like, leaning on my cabinet and just, like, you know, um, Rapunzel as a baby when she's looking at the freaking... <laughs> lanterns that was me to my tv i also do not have hd eyes so i was like okay i need to be right up in this but i did that too though i was literally sitting there and i started sitting and then like i sat up a little higher and then like my leg was on the ground and then both legs were off the bed but i was still sitting on the bed and then all of a sudden i'm standing and acting like i'm Lafayette, like I don't understand how it happened. What I would have done in the theater, I would have just gotten out of my seat and just stood at the end of the stage. Um, it's almost a mercy to us to like first just release it in our homes, and then if they do release it into yeah. a theater, we can have some chill. I'm yeah. real sorry but... for anyone who sees it in a movie theater with me because I'm not holding back. Chill? <laughs> what? What's that? I, I I'm five years into this, and I still go hard. Yeah, for same. this entire soundtrack, like, the entire thing. It's been five years. Yeah, and I I'm went through sw- a lull sweating. after a while. <laughs> and you know, like you know, it came out, and I was like, "This is all I listen to." Wow, I listen to nothing else. Cool, mm-hmm, cool, cool beans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I like finally was like, "I can listen to other music. It's all music from the '90s and early thousands." But you know, I'm never cool in on trend. But then they're like, "We're gonna put it on Disney Plus," and I'm like, "Well, I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm gonna wait." And then I. Was just like, well, I'm back in it. <laughs> back in it like I never left. Like you never left. <laughs> like I never left. <laughs> like I never left. Okay, I have a very serious question though for everyone. When you first watched it on Disney Plus, did you pause or were you just like, no, 
I can watch this as many times as I want? Or did you keep pausing? Because I swear to God, I checked my clock. It was 1244 a.m. And I was only on helpless. Um, the first two times I saw it, I watched it with other people, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was just a straight through. Experience. Oh, that's nice to have friends. <laughs> what are friends? <laughs> so, Christelle, do we need to to schedule something? <laughs> I mean, I ha- this is the first time I'm hearing of these viewings. But, you know, wow! Wow! Fine. Call down. <sighs> so. Fine. So today was the first day I was able to watch it because I just got through my work week. And what? so, okay, I know. Yeah, that's okay. Choice. That's a lot. It it like it <laughs> took a lot of restraint. Like yeah, because then I'm proud of you. Yeah, and so because then at one point, basically, I was thinking, even though I was like working and stuff, I was like, basically, as soon as I get home, like. I'm, I'm going to watch it type deal. And I wanted to watch it on a TV. I just, I felt it was like mm-hmm. Hamilton doesn't deserve a phone. Like I can't have my first viewing be on my phone while my yeah. sister's asleep. So I wanted it to do it on a TV, but I get home from work and then my sister's like, Oh me and my boyfriend just finished watching Hamilton. And I'm like the betrayal Yeah. that meanwhile, I am amongst the unwashed masses of, unmasked texas and (laughs) that this is how i am repaid but alas (laughs) that i don't know why i start using like old-timey words when i get angry but it's a thing and so (laughs) but basically yeah i had to wait till i was done with my work week so today's my day off so i pretty much got out of bed and watched hamilton like first off that i like oh yeah on Friday, I made myself it. some tequila lime wings yeah. and put on some <laughs> Hamilton, and it was it a dropped gr- at three a.m. East Coast. Yeah, that's rude. I wanted and I to was stay like, up. I'm so not badly. staying up. I well, here's the thing. I was like, I am not staying up till three a.m. You um, were awake though. I was you awake. Were straight though. up awake. I was eating. straight up awake, and then it's funny because <laughs> Lynn was doing this like. 30 minutes you know like five hours till curtain or whatever i know and i was like oh is he gonna schedule them for before the thing like an actual like the actual performance would be it's like it would actually be one hour and like 30 minutes and not like 12 hours till curtain um and i was like maybe he scheduled these tweets and he did one for the 30 minute i was like there is literally no way this man is awake he has two children and I was like, he scheduled these, and he replied to me, and he was like, nah, my kid kicked me awake. It was a lucky coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, we're here. Yeah. We're Notice here. the casual, like, drop <laughs> of the fact oh. that, you know, oh. Lynn replies to her all the time because not they're all the, friends. Not all the time. Okay. It's all the time for a it's, normal human. Um, It's more than mine, and it's all more than the rest of us combined. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Megan's coming in hot. There we go. I feel like we can't go song by song. We haven't even started the first song. No, we haven't. It's been. And we are forty-three minutes, minutes hey, in. That's not fair. We talked about the opening. We talked about the precursor. Yeah, but that's not the first. Song. We're still on the first song. Hey, we started on the show actually this time. We're in the theater. Okay, so we've heard King George say, "Welcome to my show," and then you know, here we are now. 
So. That's my alarm clock. And it has been my alarm clock for the past. Oh, it was uh, mine for a long time. It was mine for a long time. But it's hard to, to continue that because... Not that it makes me dislike my favorite songs by putting them as my <laughs> alarm clock, but it takes away the fun of them sometimes when you're yes. listening to them outside mm-hmm. of alarm clock time. So mm-hmm. Electric Lady by Janelle Monáe used to be my alarm, and it's literally my favorite song of all time. Oh, and then Alexander Hamilton, and I was like, Electric, Electric Lady, Lady. Yeah. like the song, Electric Lady. Um, and then... The opening of Hamilton was for a long time. Oh, and nonstop. Yeah, same, same for me. The yeah. opening for nonstop was also my alarm for a while, mm. and then I think I switched phones and like took it off, and I was like, it's fine because now I can appreciate them normally again, <laughs> and not yeah. just as like, oh, I have to snooze this because I would always snooze it. I wouldn't listen to it because I want to snooze. I don't mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. The point of making them your alarm sound is so that you wake up because it, they're hype songs. But yeah, I use I guns and ships as them. my alarm. But see, the problem yeah, with that is like... Because then I snooze them and I shut them off and so I don't listen to the song and then it doesn't wake me up. Right, and so then you yeah. also run the risk of like then not liking the song because like for the yeah. single longest time, my uh, alarm was Jai Ho from Slumdog Millionaire. Like, Oh my god, I freaking love Jai Ho. The for... Pussycat Doll version or the OG version? No, the OG. And it was it like... The... It was okay. like... <laughs> For years I had it, and then I was like, I literally hate the sound of this song because I hate oh, no. waking up. We're good now. Yeah. We've, we're we're back right, on terms exactly. now. But for a while I was like, oh my god, I literally never want to hear this song again. So you run the risk. Yeah. So my strategy, like similar thing, I I purposely because Maddie doesn't do mornings, um, so um. <laughs> I put my phone across the room in like an outlet that's far away from my bed. So I do have to physically get up to turn it off. And so Guns and Chips was my alarm for a time. Skylar Sisters yeah, was for a time. Right now it's the theme to um, The Mandalorian. So it's like oh, the da 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 That's an easier like in. It's more soothing than like the abruptness of like Alexander dun, Hamilton. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, and dun, I dun, have because yeah. it's it's right now it's that or I alternate to the Panic of the Disco version of Into the Unknown. So oh, it's like the alternating <laughs> So that way it's kind of brash and loud, and you're like, okay, we get it. And so, but maybe since we are still on the first song, that would maybe just kind of going. Focus still so focusing act one, but focusing by character with that, okay. so then we can kind of talk about more songs at once. I think one of my favorite would that help or I think one of my favorite parts of like one of like the very beginning of it is when he's like, "I punched one of your colleagues, sir. Who? The bursar? You punched the bursar? Yeah. I, yes. Oh my God! I that is when I did pause because I was like, ah, that was funny to see live." Cause you, oh wait! Cause I have, you well, you just no, hear everyone else laugh, and you're like, "Oh, it's funny." I like that. I have, I have an idea for how we can discuss the characters and multiple songs at once, but also be on brand for who. Oh no! Like we can't. Why? Maddie doesn't go to Harry Potter. Oh. oh. Okay. 
It's okay. Were we going to sort the freaking yes, characters, Connie? Yes, yes, obviously. I love you, and I Duh. know you, and I love you, and I like you. I, <laughs> I know enough by osmosis of just knowing y'all that, like, I can still sort. Like, no, it's, we, we can have, we can cut all this out. We can have the normal conversation yeah. we were going to have, I, but I will Connie, this podcast in. isn't that fancy. I don't edit, so it's like. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? No, you're lying. This is the time I'm thinking. So much of what I'm saying is going to get cut. No. 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 <laughs> You're doing a great this job. This is what You're the people come job. for. It is. That, like, it's raw. It's real. That, You're doing a great job, stuff. You're doing great, Steve. You know. I don't podcast all, all 200 so. of my listeners and shout out to the 15 people in the Netherlands. Y'all are cool. Um... <laughs> Hi, Netherlands. I love your okay, country Alexander. so much. It's my favorite. I would have never left if I didn't have responsibilities. But Alexander Hamilton as a character. <laughs> yeah, let's yes. start. No, let's start with him. Yeah, let's talk about like maybe we can do like okay, your favorite your favorite moment from him mm. or like your favorite song from him or something mm-hmm. that like yeah. stuck out to you. Like a defining act one moment for each of these characters for each yeah. of us. I think that would be faster yeah. but also yeah. still take forever. Yes. Okay, it's, fine. it's fine. <laughs> I like how we're pretending we're going to make this succinct. Okay, so trying, first off, it's, it's this is still broad succinct. strokes of kind of getting into it. Um, I think like one of the biggest differences versus just hearing the song track and knowing it backwards and forwards and all of like the details and the intention and everything, but actually getting to see it play out in front of you and also in mm-hmm. HD is getting to see, like, I think the biggest thing is in the comedy of just like yeah. facial expressions and little like gestures and things mm-hmm. that really helped kind of like make things work. So you, like you were referencing the like, when he like talked about punching the bursar, that he, he makes like a little punch like motion, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's so precious. And like just and looking at him. the look on Leslie Odom Jr.'s face, he's like, what? What? What is you this? You punched a bursar? And... <laughs> yes, I wanted to do what you did. It's really interesting because they mentioned that part in the Hamilton, which is like the the big old Hamilton the Revolution book that they they have with all the analysis and little anecdotes and they they mention that moment and one of the things that they say is that at that moment ham sees burr it's a fictionalized meeting but it's cool that they're the first two characters in the whole musical in the show to interact with each other through dialogue or song or whatever and i was like ooh, i wrote that in my notes but the thing is that um ham knows that he graduated young from princeton but because that appeals to him because it's like, okay, he just wants to get it done. Like he's, he's just trying to just move ahead. But Burr like doesn't mention that, you know, his dad was like the president of Princeton at the time and he comes (laughs) from tremendous privilege, you know? So it's not the same journeys of these two characters. And I think that's such an important thing to remember as you watch the whole musical and when you're, you're seeing them interact, but also seeing them, specifically Burr when he's talking about Hamilton because it's like Ham is the immigrant you know he's just he's working and he's hustling and Burr his hustle looks different it's like a subdued hustle if that's even a thing but to be oxymoronic about it like he he has too much on the line he has too much 
um, like his family that he doesn't want to disappoint. And so I think that's like having that dynamic be front and center and that being the first major like scene we have is, is really impactful. But you, but that does make, and, a, you do make a good point though, because if you do, it's even just in how they perform, like you see Lynn going so much harder than Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> and so they, yes. you, mm-hmm. they do bring that into it though. And it is in the even way. Even when Leslie's at his height, like during wait for it, and like mm. obviously later in Act Two, but like even at his height, he's still like reserved. He's one thousand. <laughs> like it's a very so subtle performance. Yeah, cool. he's, yes, he's, he's going so hard for wait for it. And the then only time he really like, okay, the only time that like you really see in like at least the first act when you see Aaron Burr get like really into it is when he's talking about the Federalist Papers and he's like yes. Hamilton wrote the other 51 like you know like yeah. that's kind of like the most expressive he gets yeah it, it truly is it's, he loses his head for a second yeah. and the, him it's the whole time he's trying to keep his cool he's mm-hmm. trying to stay in favor like there's something I noticed during my shot when the boys you know they're doing their thing and they're rapping and they're talking about the revolution you know, and, and Burr comes in and he bought them drinks. It's oh, because yeah. he's about to tell them to calm down and he wants them to still like him. I'm <laughs> like, dang. Even in that moment, it's all so, you know, calculated and meticulous and not in a way that's, you know, devious or just, but it's, it's for, you know, preservation. And I think that it's so interesting that, like, when it's his song, when it's Wait For It, all of the dancers, they're like, sitting down or they're just like kind of casually like moving where whenever it's somebody else like the dancers the ensemble they're really moving the story and they're going fast but like for him they're just kind of like they're literally sitting in chairs some of them you know and it's it's i love that but he also does tell him like he tells him to calm down like throughout the thing he's like calm down slow down why are you going so hard like you don't have to do that and hamilton's like what of course i have to keep going harder like why aren't you going harder what's wrong with you don't look at me like i'm crazy like but that is true he does like he's always like bruh seriously take a seat like you know okay so i have thoughts on that like (laughs) sorry do you have your notebook in front of you i need to know like, are you flipping through the pages looking not, through your notes that you chaotically took at four in the morning? <laughs> well, I numbered them. Okay. <laughs> we but, love but no, okay. being prepared. <laughs> well, to bring it back to Disney Plus, Disney Plus did include in the extras of Hamilton um, the in-depth yet, interview yes. with the undefeated, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's great because in it, I think Renee Elise Goldsberry she says something that like Hamilton is a guy who's just continuously pointing the finger at himself and being like, why am I here? Like people are dying, people um, people are hurting. Um, why am I still alive? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What should I do with the time that I have right here? And that is kind of like, okay, that is what's keeping him going. He's trying to figure out, he feels like his time is gonna be short because that's all he's experienced. So he's constantly like, I need to take advantage of this time. I am mm-hmm. running out of time. Whereas yeah. Burr, he's not asking himself that question. He's not asking, why am why am I here? Why am I alive? Until, like, wait for it. He's like, if so many have died, like, how am I still alive? Like, if so many have died, like, 
the answer, I'm going to wait for that answer because it's just going to come to me. Whereas Alex is like, I'm going to find that answer and I'm going <laughs> to be looking for it. It must be in one in of these pages that I'm writing. It must yeah, be here. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that like comparing those, those two ways of answering, like, why am I on this earth? What is my purpose? like waiting for it or like actively trying to figure it out. I think that's like the biggest difference between the two of them. Yeah. Ugh. So good. <laughs> also, I like in retrospect that like kind of seeing it all play out and everything that Burr's most introspective moment is like right after like Alex and Eliza's wedding that of course it yeah. is the, like that guy got married and is happy and my life is like this that like what is going on he's a cuckold Mm -hmm. he's like banging a chick who's married to a british officer like (laughs) and alex is like if you love this woman go get her what are you waiting for and he's so happy like he's surrounded by friends he's like getting everything he wants and bird's like i'm nowhere near that like why don't i go for her because she's the enemy you know (laughs) well we mentioned it earlier last five years right yeah i did i did mention that that. yeah so somebody did a thing a couple years ago where they like made a last five years um order of listening to hamilton (laughs) and it's brutal but it goes from so it goes back and forth between eliza and alex just like jamie and um and kathy so it goes from uh, that the story of tonight reprise, um, and it goes she um, she's married to a British officer. Oh shit! And then the next song is take a break, and I was like, because Angelica married a British man. So I was just like, man, these Burham parallels—they just mm-hmm. and they both kidding. Uh, were adulterers. I will say uh, though, adulterers. I really really enjoyed when she's like, yeah. Gonna float off to London. He pays for everything. It's like not even a big deal, but like he does. And I was so, like, he's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So boring. It, the sex isn't as good, but uh. but, uh, but, like, but I won't. Basically, I don't want to like talk about saying. like what happens in Act Two a lot. But I will say that like uh-huh. the whole adulterer. I was just like, ah, really? Like where is the people? I understand. Hunters. Yeah, I understand. That was like so much more of the norm back then. It wasn't, but it was. It was just understood. But gross, gross, yeah, gross. So I feel like this is a good way to transition into Angelica because, or like Angelica and Eliza, because of the idea of take a break, but without getting that far ahead. Yeah, just like Alex had two women. And uh-huh. he went for a third. Like, he had yes. both of these women like thirsting after him. His wife is uh-huh. like, I love mm-hmm. you. I mm-hmm. want you to stay alive and be here with me right now. And mm-hmm. Angelica's like, you are here and I'm here for a minute. And I can't, you. I'm rooting for you. I can't do this with you, Let's but I want to. Like the, yeah. the, the yearning. I'm going to stay close by though, because I think you're hot. Right, and it's like, I just also, want to look into your like, eyes all day. Like, I just yeah. feel like, you know, oh, you should just be right eyes. here so that I Speaking can do my fantasies. An- and then they go off, and and he still makes a Yo. third choice? 
What is wrong with you? Okay, so since we are on Act 1 and nonstop is technically Act 1, even though it's yes. more of like a setup for Act 2. Yes. When it... So, Burr goes... Um, Ah, uh, watching after Birth of a Nation, watching the tension grow. Yeah. And then it's, I love that after he says that, it's Angelica and, I almost said Lynn, Angelica and Ham walk out. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the sexual tension. But also, <laughs> but also like, um, she says, you know, don't forget to ride. And she just kind of like floats away, right? Yeah. And With he the is table. only looking at her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Eliza literally floats on in and he's still watching Angelica. That part like broke me. And that's another a thing. Little like, bit. it's one thing. He'll never be satisfied. To know that ahead of time going into the show. Like, you know ahead of time, like, okay. This is what's going to happen. I've heard the soundtrack. It's going to be fine. It is another thing to see that played out. And you're like, I literally. If I went with my best friend, two of my best friends, and who my one of my best friends was dating at the time, and I audibly went ugh, and they were like, oh, "We're in a theater." I was like, "Ugh, okay." Ugh. I know it's it's so it's so problematic, but it hurts. I will say right here and right now, I am trash for this triangle. <laughs> well, think about it. Like, not only did like they have like. As, as like a offshoot of this, like there is a trilogy of books of YA books that were written about this love triangle. Like, oh my god, wait, what? Oh, you don't know about these books? I'm sorry. Is it the Alex and Eliza? Yeah, thing? they're about Angelica too. Yeah, though? it's about the whole triangle. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Christella's immediately I'm, I'm in a full body. <laughs> I am pacing. Because I, it's really, pro- like, I don't know if we're going to go into this. You can cut this, Megan. But, <laughs> but like, I would go hard on the, like, I would look at fanfic. I would go into the Hamilton fanfic. And I would, like, read because it would just give me ideas of, like, I kind of, I had to really think about, you know, Eliza and, like, she knew. She had to know. There's no way. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she was fine with it. And then I also think about risk, like, to risk talking about Act 2. But, like, you know, she lived another 50 years. So she found all of those letters. There's no <laughs> way. I'm sorry. You think he hit yeah. them that well? Please. He did not. No. Please. He did okay. not. But to bring it back into Act 1, I also have this theory that, like, Peggy knew that Angelica was in love with Ham. Eliza also knew that Angelica was in love with him, but they didn't talk about it. But I think that mm. Peggy and Angelica, like, if she didn't outright, you know, talk about it, Peggy knew and was always kind of like keeping an eye on Angelica. <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's what little sisters elaborate. do. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, because she, like, kind of sometimes she, like, checks on Angelica, you know? Well, when you have. And, like, drink. And they mention it more than once. They're like, yeah, like, our whole mission in life according to our father, is to marry rich. Like, we have to marry rich. And, you know, yeah. obviously it's a big deal because she's marrying someone who's penniless. And um, Angelica even says it, too. She's like, I don't know if I could make that sacrifice. Like, I don't know that I could marry someone who's penniless. Like, I have to get married to someone who's rich. And I think, like, when you have three sisters who's, like, of course, you know, like, at the time, your soul... Uh, goal in life is to get married and preferably marry well. 
um, especially in like higher society. And um, what what else do you have to talk about? What do you have to talk about? And you think that that youngest sister wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna watch you. I'm gonna watch you because I got my eyes on you because. And it's especially like the oldest sibling has that like the biggest responsibility on that because yeah. like not to make Downton Abbey parallels, but oh, like you know, but like you know, Lady Mary was the one that had like all the pressure of like no, you like have to marry Matthew. Like before she even fell in love with Matthew, it was like you need yeah. to do this to save us all. And like yeah. you know, eventually Sybil, it's okay for her to like end up with Tom because it's like oh, you're the yeah. third one. Like you're, it's. It's cool, but like, (laughs) but it's kind of true. Like, because when you think about it, look at Pride and Prejudice. You're like, wow, Kitty did something stupid, but it's okay because she's not the top. Lydia or Lydia. Sorry. Yeah. Kitty doesn't talk to people. Um, Lydia's like, yeah, I'm going to go marry him and it's going to be fine because I'm not the one who anyone cares about. I'm fourth down the list. Like no one cares. As long as the first two are married off well enough, it's fine. And we cool. Well, she disappears, yeah, so it's like the, nobody know, literally cares. Yeah. yeah, like Peggy is able to transform into a seductress. <laughs> oh, man. I, see, the oh, problem man. with watching this, though, is because it, this relates to Peggy. The problem with watching this, though, is like the way you saw the show and the way this cast did. Like, all the cast do the different things. Like, yeah. um. Mm-hmm. And it's different from the way that they sing it on the recording. Oh, yeah. And, like, yes, and so I that's also that. the nuances of, like, how things can be interpreted different ways just mm-hmm. based on, like, how you heard it in the soundtrack, how you hear it um, mm-hmm. if you see it live, and then how you hear it seeing it on Disney+. Plus. And it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. there are so many different ways to play all of this stuff. That's really cool. Like, one of my favorite yeah. parts of my show was when the when they're introducing themselves and she's like being spun around she's like i'm peggy like she drew it out like she was so bored like she drew it out and i was so excited for that and then i was like that didn't happen um oh so in my show something i really love that i kind of wish that they did um in in this viewing or whatever but it's i loved it it's and we can't talk about Angelica and Eliza without talking about, you know, the Winter's Ball sequence. Um, but so That was so great to actually, like, see in person of, like, the little dance that the guys yeah. do. And it's, oh my it's such a delight. Amazing. It's so good. That whole sequence, at least for me, is, like, the standout sequence of the show. That's personal. That's for me. Like, I Winter's Ball to Satisfied. Like, yeah, that little chunk. Yeah. into Satisfied. So that, like, yeah. you know, so like, that run of three songs is the center of act one basically yeah and it's and and i think it's astounding um they what they did or at least what i feel like they did is that they set up from the get-go you think angelica is going to be the main um you're, she's the lead the female lead that's what you think oh yeah you know it's it's her in skylar's sister she's always in the center Absolutely. she's always um, in, not she's, just in the center but she's in like in front of them a little bit too yes the front and center and like so it's and then even in you know the winter's ball interlude you know it's her it shows her coming in it shows alexander kissing her hand but then what i really loved going from the winter's ball to helpless it's in what i saw in san francisco is that 
Angelica stands there and she turns away. As she turns away and leaves the center of the stage, Eliza has been behind her and she spins and faces the audience and sings, starts singing Helpless. And it's like, oh, it was like a real like switcheroo, like a very Mm -hmm. like it was a visual thing of like, oh, you thought it was going to be Angelica's moment right now? Nope, it's Eliza. And guess what? She's going to be married by the end of this song. Like, (laughs) I like to the main dude. Yeah. Like, and I think that like that switch where like you think, you know, the loud, the confident, the bold, um, Mm. the popular one is going to be the female lead. But then it's, it's the, it's the quieter, still caring, still, still, you know, beautiful of course but she's she's actually she's who's gonna be mm-hmm. not only the person who tells the story but she's hamilton as well she's eliza hamilton you yeah. know yeah. um and i think that's so beautiful and i think uh although i always joked i made a lame-as parallel because it's like between like eponine and Cazette, it's like you either get uh, the guy or you get the best song in the show yeah so yes. <laughs> for real for real for real it's not like, wrong legitimately it's so that's so on brand because I think like back in 2016 or whatever did you see do you remember when Lynn shared like what the casting descriptions were for each part Mm -hmm. I feel like I pulled it up Angelica's was something like if we could look it up um you can I looked it up but I I know I think I'm still pacing and I'm trying to calm down um so I can't pick it up (laughs) (laughs) I'm like scanning myself but Angelica was described as like uh like Nicki Minaj meets Eponine or something like that. It was something like that. It was like, it was very much like a, a contemporary artist meets, um, you know, a Broadway character. Cause I think they did that for all of them. It was like for George Washington, it was like common meets um, Mufasa or something like that. What? I think it was, yeah. A yeah. Combo. It was, yeah. It was John yeah. Legend. Oh, John Legend too. Yeah, because he raps and things. It was John and Legend think... meets uh, Mufasa because I'm pulling okay, it up there we go. right now. Which tracks? Honestly, like there that's how go. I want to be described from now. From moving forward, like <laughs> just when you t- I meet people, I'm like, listen, I'm a mashup of John Legend and Mufasa. New Twitter bio. It's not even a big deal. It's just who I am. <laughs> yeah, I think Eliza was like Alicia Keys meets. I don't even know. I wish when we find those, it's gonna be fun for Act Two. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I mean, I if we are going to talk about satisfied, now's the time. <laughs> right? So, getting okay, to wait, actually no, see. Found, wait, I found the, the thing though. But Connie so found Aaron it. Burr Yay! is Javert meets most death. Washington is John Legend yeah. meets Mufasa. Um, Hercules Mulligan is Buster Rhymes meets Donald O'Connor. Um, Madison <laughs> is Riza meets Zach from Chorus Line. King George is uh, Rufus Rainwright meets King Herod and Jesus Christ Superstar. Peggy is the Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Michelle's, Michelle does what she I needs to do. Yeah, but come on. Uh, <laughs> you throw no. the character on the bus, uh, you throw Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams has enough to deal with, okay? <laughs> she got enough to deal with. I'm trying to see if they have the longer list because what I'm looking at now yeah. has a very short one, but I don't know if it has the, does this link still work? Come on, come on, come on. So crazy, man. It's so weird because like as we talk about it, you know, it has been like four and a half years or whatever. So there are like little moments of fandom that I remember just because I remember just like 
only having Hamilton memes on my phone for so long. <laughs> just like all Hamilton memes. And then sending them to like Connie, but also not wanting to because I feel like she knew and lived Hamilton so much more than me. <laughs> so there was that intimidation factor. Wow. Yeah, because like <laughs> that was also like when Tumblr fandom was still alive and well. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's like a huge part of it too, of like mm-hmm. the Tumblr memes. I hope memes. they come back though. I would love memes for the memes to come back. So good. In high def, obviously they have to come yes! back. Yes. Yes. I already saw one. I, I think I saw like a, a Philip Skyler one, but so that's that too. We'll save that meme. But um, we can't. Okay. So satisfied, but also yeah. we should talk about helpless. Um, yes, yes just the whole sequence. Like, they, let's... like, go together. Yeah. And I just, the, it's just astounding the way that they literally do go together. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I didn't realize the so moment. Often. Yeah, go ahead. So seeing, like, it, actually seeing it for the first time, not listening to it, that yeah, the. amazing. That, and I get I'm to so share happy this with you guys. You. And so, like, the fact that when Alex meets Angelica for the first time that like Lafayette's about to approach her and he yes! stops him. Yes! And you're like, I love it. I, love I, I like, I gasp. I was like, oh, where you mm-hmm. want, you kind of want them to interact just to like, see how that would go. But like, also yes. you just want to see Alex and Angelica be wonderful. And so oh, I am obsessed with this whole sequence. It's just, it's perfect. It's Literally. the best one. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's so, it's, I think one of the things that I was obsessed with, and this is from the bootleg, but now the Disney Plus version was um, Eliza's, you know, singing and they're all dancing. And like Angelica makes her way to Alexander and uh, Eliza's still singing. She's like, oh my God, he's looking at me. Look at those eyes. But while she's like singing about how in love she is, Angelica and Ham's faces are very close to each other. <laughs> and they're Yo. just like flirting on the side. You know? And, it's, okay. and 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 then she Angelica omits that part in the satisfied, you know, mm. half. But like mm-hmm. in the helpless part, I was like, I couldn't even look at Eliza. I was just like watching them flirt. Like he goes down and like he's smiling. And that's why when she's walking and he's like, Where are you taking me? And she's like, I'm about to change he's your life. Like, I'm like, enthralled. oh, he thinks he's going to get some. Yeah. He yeah, like he's thought sprung. he was in. Yeah. yeah. He's so he sprung. He's already... like, Skylar, my yeah, sister. Yeah, that's why he's like, wait. Exactly. Hold on a second. <laughs> Adjusting course of plans, but I can still roll with this. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that you get that in the visual, but on the, I think it's harder to track in just listening. In that, <laughs> so in... In the recorded mm. version, both times that Renee does I'll Leave You To It are both kind of like the same. tight and with emotion. But in yeah. this, the first time is totally played for comedy of like, yeah. she's seeing the sparks and stuff. Yeah, just, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to leave. Like, oh, I see what's yeah. going well, on this, here. Well, this just got awkward, so I'm going to go. And the second time, it go. is just pain. Pain. It is pain. But the thing the is, contrast is, between yeah. the two like moments and just like you know that that's what's happening when you do listen to the song but yeah. like to see renee yeah do it i was just like oh amazing oh no, this hurts it hurts so it much. hurts so bad but side note i did 
<laughs> when I saw um, Lynn and Renee like get real close as the characters, I was like, wow, Lynn really got himself with uh, real close to nope. all three female nope. leads. He was, he was like, like I am bagging every one of them. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, his I wife boos at home. I oh, I love that. That kills me. And now with their son's boo. It's so good. I love their family. But it also makes sense because I'm not going to lie. Like, Lynn seems like the hugest flirt of all time. Like, he really does. But that's sure. just me. Huh? Sure. Like, I, and I love it. But, like, not because. Like, with no intention behind it. It just, yes, yes. it just comes out of just. He just, he charisma. just loves me. I think that he just loves, you know, that kind of, like, back and forth. Like, he loves. Because he does like, it with messing. guys, too. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. It's not oh my God, Lauren limited and... to women. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So watching this, I was like, okay, I see now why there's the slash ship of um, Hamilton and Lawrence. Anthony oh, yeah. would... played that, uh, like, there are literal heart oh, eyes in his, oh, hearts in his eyes every he time he looks at Hamilton everything. after, like, my shot. Oh, my God. He, like, he might as well have had, like, a, a filter on his face with, like, you know, the little hearts and, like, the little, like, kawaii, like, anime. Like, so, you know you have, yes. so, you know you so have to go good. do that now. I think that's one of my notes is I was like, you oh, did do, I, that do I want them to make out? <laughs> like, I definitely. But they... I think that's why it's fun having Lawrence and Angelica together in the wedding procession because I'm like, oh, they're both in love with him. Also, <laughs> like. Both burned. <laughs> Also, just real quick, of we can kind of get back to Lawrence, but of just the drunk comedy of Anthony Ramos is mm. speaking of satisfied. Of because <laughs> in the recording, it's like played a little of just like more. It's like charismatic broishness yeah. of all right, all right. But in yeah. this one, it's like all right, all right. <laughs> just, yeah, super drunk. double fisting. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the line um, <laughs> when he's talking to Bird? He's like in his face. <laughs> Yeah. He's just like, yes, and doing the weird lip thing. Got a yeah. special summon on the, on the side, side burr. burr. And he like oh sticks God. his lips out weird on yes. burr. Um, yeah, it's so, so good. good. Their chemistry is all the chemistry between all the cast is so great. It's I, um, I think that like during that, it's so funny that you bring up Anthony being like, all right, all right, because like it's so misleading. Because the next, because the song is actually not funny. It's so right. Sad. It's really like funny, yeah. like being a funny way to say prepare for pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because and it's just also really funny because I think it um, has had an effect on people's perception of the song. So like because it's a toast song, people have like had it performed at their wedding or like yeah, have it you had it sung at their wedding and it's like did no. you not listen to the no, lyrics no. at all? Bothers like do you not so understand much. the intention behind what's happening here? Like you can maybe do the first five bars and then that's just do it. the line of like a toast to the groom. Right. That's or all something you like can that. do. But I think basically that, stop like, it from your sister and that's it. <laughs> But yeah. I think that, like, I think Anthony's, like, lead into that helps, has, like, sp- spurred the, uh, like, oh, it's just a lighthearted wedding toast song. Yep. And then no. it's just like, no, Renee's going to sing her face off. Oh, and my it's God. Painful. And wrap her face off. When she's, like, like, standing, when she's standing in the center and they're rewinding around her and the way that her oh, face moves. Her eyes. Like, dropping. it's pain, but also just, like, I... 
I don't know how to like articulate it, but there's like, it's not just pain. It's just like, why me? Or something like that. Like (laughs) the way that she just stands there, like, and tilts her head just ever so slightly. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna like brag a bit, even though it's not worth a brag, but so for satisfied, like, so I would go on genius.com all the time and I would like make comments and try to contribute. And they like took one of my suggestions for their annotations. And so somebody said, how come it keeps, so it repeats all these words that we've heard. It keeps repeating like helpless and like, um, like lady and all that stuff. But it keeps repeating. Um, I remember that night. I just might. I remember that night. I just mm-hmm, might. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, but she hasn't said that yet. And then I, like, my comment was, well, she hasn't said it yet, but we don't know. She hasn't been thinking that ever since that, you know, she met him and she decided to not be with him. So, like, we Mm. are getting our first hint that, like, she has been thinking about that and that moment and that choice that she made ever since they met. And so that's why it keeps repeating. And we are for the first time getting to hear that echo that's resonating in her head. But also because it rewinds, it is echoing Mm -hmm. before she says it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like, it's It's kind of timey-wimey hijinks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's like, here's what's about to happen. Like, so just because she didn't say it doesn't mean that's not what she's been thinking this Mm -hmm. whole time, too. Oof. I am sweating and crying now, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> just so much moisture. <laughs> um, I, no, yeah, I sobbed. That, yeah, I, I love this song. I cry, yeah, I my favorite so much. part in this song is the. I just answered this in a tweet, but it's like my favorite part in the song, and like I'm sure all of us were like, okay, gotta memorize this song. Um, but the um. The conversation lasted two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total, total agreement. It's the dream, and it's a bit of a dance. Yeah, it's a bit of a stance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'm gonna give but it. But I'm gonna give it a chance. We can do that. Stanley, did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting. He looked askance. His penniless is flying by the seat of his pants. I can't. It's so hard to do. It's so hard, but Renee does it so well. And then she breaks into singing, and it's like, when do you breathe? Yeah, I think she like has like her little moments of the half breath that she's allowed to do and the union thing at the end like it's a great like belted i'm a good singer note but it's also of so much emotion is in that note and that run Mm -hmm. well that Mm -hmm. that note like the first time she belts to the you to your union that's the exact moment that i realized through the film that eliza and alex kiss and pass right in front of her at that exact moment Mm. and that's when she wails and i was like oh this is so good. Like, it's so good. Because, like, it's, she has to watch them for the rest of her life, you know? Yeah. And she made that. And that was part of the choice that she made. Because she could have yeah. been like, neither of us can have him. He needs to go somewhere else. He is poor. We do yeah. not deserve to do this. And she's like, well, in order for me to keep him, mm-hmm. I have to marry him <laughs> off to my sister. Yeah. And I like, I kind of like that part where she's like, and I know she'll be happy as his bride because it, it makes me think of, you know, she'll never be satisfied. I also don't think that she would just be happy as a quote unquote, as just a bride or something. Right. Like, she would not be happy as Alex's wife. Yeah. Te- like in the way that like women are. Eliza. Yeah. 
Or like, she literally left the country. <laughs> yeah, she was like, this I country know. is not doing it for me. I'm going over there and he's wealthier. And so she yeah. has more freedom and more things to do. But if she was Alexander's wife, like she's the one with the money, yeah. but then would be in a poorer position mm-hmm. um, because he like brings her status. But see, down. that's what I was saying mm-hmm. earlier. Like she's literally saying, cool, I'm very interested, super, super interested, not interested enough to forego mm-hmm. money. I'm not. Right. But mm-hmm. my sister does And it. therefore security. Yeah, like that security like, she, she wanted couldn't. and she needed. And like, yes, she says in the song, like, it is expected of me to marry rich. She's also saying, and I'm gonna. Like, she doesn't say, like, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing yeah. in what she yeah. says that she's like, okay, yeah. I'm willing to marry for love instead of wealth. Nowhere does she say mm-hmm. that because if she would have no. felt that way, she would have married Alexander Hamilton. She wouldn't have basically passed it off to her sister. That wouldn't have happened. Before we got the Florence Pugh, Amy March monologue about marrying for money, that there was Angelica Schuyler. Exactly. Yes. But like, I was also going to say, I think another huge thing that we're kind of overlooking, but I think it's the main point is that Eliza is her number one. Like, yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah, because like the person she loves the most, like she loves Alex, but she loves her sister the most. And I mean, like the best thing in her life. But I still think even if her sister wasn't like over the moon for him, oh yeah, still wouldn't have done it because she's like, I want my sister to marry, even though he's penniless, and I don't agree that she should marry penniless. I'm still gonna say, do whatever makes you happy, but just let no, like I'm gonna cheat with him. Like, he's going to cheat on you <laughs> with me. I don't think they ever cheated, like, physically, though. No, emotionally, but emotionally, it's just I think. Bad. Well, I mean, that's And they were gonna though. if he had gone upstate. And if that's she had gone exactly what I was going to say, Connie. I love you. I love you. Because I was going to be like, but I don't want to, you know, completely write it off. But there wasn't yeah. any, you know? I mean, I like, dang it, we can't. It's fine. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna mention this one thing. Eliza brought her sister for a reason. She knew that she was using her sister's pull to bring Alex upstate, and he was still an idiot. It was pulling out the big guns. Yeah, Yeah. she was just like, "Listen, if you're not gonna come for me, you will come for Angelica." And it's like, I will have to accept that because anyway, we'll do that next. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I can't start sweating again. I just dried off. (laughs) Like I changed my shirt. Um, let's, I feel like we should do the war stuff. So like guns and ships to Yorktown. Oh, this is my favorite song. This is my favorite song. Because it's such a good run. It's It's a a good run. run. I've opened my Hamilton now. So like, I was just like, we have to, we have to move along. Guns and ships is probably like my favorite song from the whole show. Just because, I don't know. It just, it makes me like really hype. It gives me like yes, super hype, yes. and I love David Diggs, yep. and I love David so much. David Diggs, and he's perfect, and he his You're energy perfect. on the stage is just second to no one. Like mm-hmm. the way, like both as Lafayette, but then also later as Thomas Jefferson. Like as at, when he's Lafayette, you're like, all right, this is the, the max you could do. This is yeah. like, there's no way you can give me more energy. And mm-hmm. then he comes out in Act Two, and you're like, okay. Right, yeah. I think that's so. But like leaping off of the cha- off the, the off the table, and then obviously the like fast spinning rhymes, and I'm just like, 
Yeah. You're perfect. It's it's just I don't know, yeah. I just love that song so much and he goes so hard during that song and it's mm-hmm. just oh and it's so like exhilarating. Like you're sitting there and you when you're again this is another part where my dog did look at me and he's like I don't know her. I don't I don't know that lady because also, I just was going um, because the fascinating, like the Lafayette parts are so good, but then also Washington parts are so good. So, oh, yes. as the Alexander as, note. So, as an alto too, who can sometimes <laughs> get down to dude notes, I like singing Washington parts and like going full on with it, yeah. and doing the Alexander run and ugh, just yes, and then getting into like history has its eyes on you that song i'm obsessed with and i played it a lot in in anticipation of avengers endgame because i felt it was like very like steve rogersy <laughs> because like he was haunted by infinity war and other all his other failures and stuff and like wow yes damn oh all right then so then I just had like hand- head cannons about Steve Rogers watching Hamilton and getting all the feels. <laughs> oh my god. He would be he would oh be my crying god. so much. He yeah. Would. Oh my god. You're so that right. my ability to bring up Steve Rogers in non Avengers situations is yeah. still no, on brand. You have to. It's connected. They're all, it's all connected. It's all under the <laughs> Disney umbrella now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Seventy five million dollars later. There we um, go. I will say that, like, for Guns and Ships, I do love that it's kind of like the ensemble moment for them to just kind of, like, get real dirty and, like, do whatever they want and, like, blow up some energy and get hyped. Because they're just like, Hamilton! Right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard not to get, like, super interested, like, super invested in that song and, like, get super into it because you're like, how can you not? Like... Because I, I would the, say the everyone here except Connie, because she doesn't drive, has gotten hyped in the car listening to... Oh, this to... song for sure. <laughs> I, like, blast this. Like... Connie, you can sit in my car and we can do Yeah, we'll do that next time I can arrive to California. <laughs> but not for a while, because we're not doing so great with COVID. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I said whenever I'm allowed. Whenever the world allows me to leave so my never. apartment. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making Ugh. this horse by the reins, making red coats redder with blood Oh my stains. god! I cannot do it. I cannot. Is do that it. your favorite one? My favorite is ingenuitive and fluent in French. I mean, yeah. I love that. I can't, but I, I can't say that one. Minus matches my tactical practical. Oh, brilliance. that's my favorite yeah. too. Because it's just like that's so good. That's so good. And I have so to do. Good. I have to do hand motions with it every time. Like you Absolutely. can't just you can't just say it. You have to like whole body do, lean like, into it the David, like there's like a thing he does and you just have to do and that and it's not even just that they're screaming mm-hmm. Hamilton. Yeah, like so even good. when they uh scream <laughs> lafayette you're like oh i feel it yeah well yeah. even burr is letting loose on the top he like leslie in yes the when he like jumps on the railings i was just like oh <gasps> great i was like there you go yes you're daddy. finally on the right there side. we go <laughs> it was great it was really great Okay, sorry, more war stuff for Yorktown. Connie. <laughs> Yorktown. Yorktown makes me cry now. It made me cry. I remember listening to Yorktown on the day after the election. Oof. Oh, yeah. I uh-huh. was sobbing. Uh, yeah, sure. it, was rough. it was a rough time. Which is interesting because it's like, 
the 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 rebel what are they what were they called the red the revolution the rebels the revolutionaries revolutionaries what were they called I know know you want to say Rebel Alliance, but it's not the actual (laughs) term. It's not that one. It's really not that one. Um, I just know it's Redcoats and the, um, yeah, the Americans. Let's go with that. I don't know history. I think it's Patriots. I really think it's Patriots, but I don't like that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing, we we just have to pretend like none of this The Revolutionary Army is what they were. Yeah, we can't actually connect it to history because then I'll be mad. Yeah, which is a thing. I need I don't someone want to calm down. I know. Everyone don't connect it to actual history. To it's fine. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's, that's an interesting point that you make because the good, you know, the Americans win, but you can use the song for when you feel like you're losing. Okay. Yeah. So since we're talking about this portion of the show, there is something that, like, I only, like, just discovered over the weekend and it blew my mind and it happens like during Yorktown is I didn't realize that the one ensemble member was called the bullet and she okay so it's played by Ariana I don't want to say her I don't want to say it wrong so during Yorktown she um, shakes hands with John Lawrence after they kill a red coat and then are you talking about that post that no, it's a about? different one. Yes. The omen. Yeah, of she's death the one? omen of death. Oh, okay. Like she's, um, okay. and yeah. like she, she's the one who like catches the bullet above Hamilton's head and like goes around him. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, she does it. A, like every time you like see her, she, like whoever she interacts with, that person's about to die. And yeah, except right. for King George. Um. <laughs> And well, insane, we so. haven't even he's gotten to him kill. yet, we will, because he's the best. Um, but <laughs> it happens, like, you know, like I said, during Yorktown, she shakes hands with John Lawrence, and then mm-hmm. you find out he did. Um, so I think it, oh, when I read that, I was like, whoa. Whoa. That, like, I, I knew she that. was called the bullet. Yeah, I knew she was Same. called the bullet, and that, like, especially at the end um, when they're like actually doing the duel, like during Ham's mm-hmm. monologue, like she's just like bringing it ever closer to him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't catch the other like Act One references to yeah. the bullet and the death. Yeah, yeah. but also, I love she's that mo- she's very important to me because her hair is great. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god, her hair is so is. great. <laughs> it's stunning. It's, it's so just good. honestly hair goals, and that's why I was paying attention to them. Like, oh, it's the bullet. I, it, I guess it even says. Yeah. I guess I haven't even like thought to check my playbill, but I guess she's listed in the playbill as the bullet. I think she might be because people have been calling her that for a long time. I agree. Um, Yeah, because they just like an official. I'm going to look at my playbill. It's like. Oh wait, um, right here. I think also like it's in the Hamilton. Like specifically, pictures of the bullet are in Hamilton. Um, and I think that they sp- they pick like kind of like the lead dancer to be the bullet as well. Um, because I I think that that part that dancing part of the ensemble is like the like the leader. She's always in the front and stuff like that. Okay, that's my question that I would love to ask Andy Black and Blangler. Um, is... <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. I like want to know how the ensemble knows which parts to dance and which parts are theirs. 
like and how many parts they each know like is it called like a b c d or is it like this one's the bullet this is like the seabury part you know what i mean like because they all do different things all of the time oh yeah, it's I so they good just have to track each role because now i'm looking yeah. at my i'm looking at a playbill and it's not i couldn't um, find mine it was too far down the stack so i'm gonna i put one in my hamilton so <laughs> yes brilliant. um and so it's not the original cast, and so Ariana's not in this, so it's not, I can't, like, track it Because she well, came but, back. Um, I feel like they just have to, like, each dancer in the ensemble just has to have a, there's some sort of, they don't list it here, but there's some sort, there has to be some sort of, like. A character. Yeah, like, a character yeah, made so for them. Because one is, like, the, the mom, and, the hurricane mom. Yeah, and, yeah. like, the guy who's the doctor and <laughs> Analyza's father. Seymour. I'm sure it's yeah. one of those things, though, uh, that like they, like, part, part. they make the whole ensemble learn everything, and then, like, throughout the yeah, run, they're like, okay, like this, the is the this is what you're doing today. Yeah. No, they do the same thing every time. See, that's what I that's what I want to know. Like, I want to know what that call sheet looks like. Because, like, I follow... Yeah. Like, Ariana's like, always even... the bullet. Like, no one else is ever the bullet unless it's, like, yeah. a different production. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know for Chicago, they got, like, a really young girl, and they called her the baby bullet. Oh! Is that so cute, Fresh? That's going to be my Twitter bio, baby bullet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Little like, baby I, bullet. It's so interesting. Like, I know we haven't really... We're talking about the mains right now but like the ensemble i don't know have we ha, um are we on the same page about like uh how they're called like the parchment ensemble or whatever because that's no. the color they're wearing and they're like oh. pages that are being I, written and they're like telling the story <gasps> oh yeah i don't i i don't know if i heard it in an interview or if i read it but it's like they they all start out in parchment except yeah. for burr. I was calling it cream, but you're absolutely right. That's parchment color. <laughs> yeah, it's parchment. And so it's like that's why they all start as parchment and they kinda end as parchment except for, you know, the three. Yeah. Um and I I mean like we could talk about like what, what it means for Burr and how he's like the villain and we already know he's gonna be the villain. But um I think it's like that's why they like come to life and they put on different clothes. But also that's why the parchment is like the pages of the story and that's why whoever whoever's narrating that section of the show, they're like kind of following their lead and, and mm. amplifying what's being said. Um I think of that all the time. Okay. Well now I will as well. <laughs> Dang. Because all the pages and pages and pages and letters and letters and letters. I didn't know that, Ugh, but that's like so the good. best thing I've learned today. That's amazing. So. And so. <laughs> we should talk about the king. Well, so before before we get to, to the king, we just a little bit as far as to con kind of conclude the war stuff is Chris Jackson is George Washington y'all like yeah yeah I he's, just, he's just great like the commanding presence yes in that the like Mufasa of it all is, is it correct. is the Mufasa of it all and also but also now in retrospect a little bit of you know the the chief from Moana I'm, I forget his character's name but as far as it comes a little bit where you're like make way make way and instead of here comes the general but 
like just the like the vocal tone and because mm-hmm. we kind of glossed over history has its eyes on you of just like the feels that I get from it but mm-hmm. also just of it's just a good sounding song and that's the like the lairdness of it where you have like these great performances and the story is so good and the lyrics are perfect perfect but also just the music unto itself if you just listen to each song individually it's they're just good songs mm-hmm. and so but yeah we can get more into um george washington in act two but right oh King george, my god I mean. it is like i was so excited to watch this specifically for jonathan groff like obvious for obvious reasons duh and we know that he wasn't in the show when they recorded this right oh he had already left and rory o'malley was doing it and so rory like they called groff back to do the recording well, so that it could be the that's whole what I was original saying. cast. I was going to say, because I know that when they said they wanted to do it, they wanted to do it full original cast. And I like that, yeah. you know, um, that this is literally like a collective maybe eight minutes of stage time. And he's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, no, I'll do it. Like, he didn't even... Like, hesitate, and he's like, I don't even care that I've been the star of stuff. I don't care that I've been in Frozen. I will play your eight (laughs) minutes. Probably because of my Frozen money, but I'll play your eight minutes. (laughs) Well, it's also the Hamilton money was looking pretty good. Um, I also, I think it probably took him longer to get dressed than he was on stage. And I love... I just also I love someone brought up they're like I remember an interview um where Jonathan Groff was talking about how hard it was to perform in heels now seeing Hamilton on Disney plus these are the heels he was talking about and it's like barely anything no but also with the crown I think oh it's like like the crown was so heavy like on top Mm -hmm. of that wig like he literally can't move like the wig the crown and then the, the the cape drapery or whatever and it's like i find it really interesting that like the more you see him the less he has off <laughs> because it's like all right i just he's like i guess you know less king lee is going insane or whatever but he walks out there with that like it's also giant the jennifer cape. lawrence mystique principle of <laughs> yeah it's just easier every time uh and faster but um and he like does more like dancing later on i <laughs> love it i just love <laughs> Because I think those two songs in the first act of his just bring so much humor to it. And I love that so much because that would be something that a British monarch would say. And, and, like, has anyone ever watched? And, like, have, If you want to hear, like, the most ridiculous thing that any, like, monarch has said in a TV show, watch The Great on Hulu because... That has some of the most absurd lines, but you know that they would have said things along these lines. Like, these aren't embellishments. Yeah, for sure. If you like alternate history, like, or, you know, very much modernized and, like, slightly historically accurate, but mostly not type situation, the great. Right, but that's what I'm saying is that, like, you still believe that some of those lines, though, that that would be something that a Russian czar who is drunk on power would absolutely say to their subjects just like this person like king george is sitting here saying like oh cool you want to leave oh you want to do that cool so awesome go have fun don't come crawling back like of course he was thinking that 
Of course he was. We just didn't get his fun sing song with it. But I first. He was too. Right. Oh my God. I just, I love the sound of Jonathan Groff's voice so much, but, um, and the, the British accent that he chose to do, cause it's not just like standard British. It's the like very much like over the top, pretentiously posh of like, there's, there's different <laughs> words where that in particular, where you're like, come back. Um, yeah. So Kate Middleton's voice. Next, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but she, but she, I'm sorry. I get really hyped up about Kate Middleton cause I don't like her. Um, but I love, and I, oh, I was so mad because my boyfriend had left me alone to watch it. And then he came in during King George's second song. And when he like stamps his foot and he said, I'm say blue. And he stamps and the whole scene changes to blue. I love that's probably <laughs> my favorite joke you can only get on stage like, yes! watching it because you can't ever hear it. It's a he lighting cue. And the lights change and I was just like It literally <laughs> I just was so delighted. Me. I was so delighted. And my boyfriend came in and I like he's trying to talk to me while it happened, so I hit pause and I was like, Wait, 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 shh, just watch, this was funny. And it took three times. I'm like, You keep looking away when he stamps his foot! Stop looking away! <laughs> So, it, but it's my, it's just my favorite, because you're just like, he's such, like, because, I mean, you look at monarchs through history, right? Of course, you know, a lot of them are really great rulers and whatever, but also, and I cannot stress this enough, so many of them are childish. Like, they get petty and silly stuff like that. So to, like, that moment was just, like, perfection. And I think it was one of the funniest also- moments in the show. But also it ties back to, like, the opener, like, just, like, him being the voiceover, because there are several moments where he, like, controls everyone, like, he's just kingly to everyone. He's like, everybody, and everyone has to go, da-da-da. Yes! Because it's funny, Um, in the recording, it's very, like, you know, fun, everybody, but in this one, it's more, like, like, menacing of, like, everybody better sing or I'll kill them. And then all all the ensemble come out and, like, sing along, like, they rush out. It's really funny. But, um... It's that moment, and then, like, the blue, and it's just, like, because he's, like, telling the lighting person, like, he breaks the fourth wall probably Change the it! Most. Change it to blue! I want to set the mood! I said blue! <laughs> I said just blue. a little stomp. That's everything to me. And also, his sachet onto the stage of just, like, it's, you know, a little bit of, like, you know, the the cross that it's almost like a slow Beyonce walk is like what he's going for. And uh, just, he's just, he's so man. Like, I just wish he would travel with the show and like everyone got him. But then I heard like Taryn kill, kill him was also like astounding. And then mine. Oh, see again with those like little changes that everyone makes when he's singing the, Da, 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 da. Mine would like tap his foot and then switch feet and tap the other one along with it. And I'm like, oh my god, that was amazing. So I was kind of wanting Jonathan Groff to do that, but he didn't, and it was sad. Well, that almost reminds me of very Potter musical of Voldemort and I'll take my foot, my little foot. Of never mind. But um, yeah, 
the king role really is there's just so much comedy and like room for them to just play because it really is just solely for laughs and ridiculousness to just have fun outside of like an actual Hamilton performance of what I have seen live is um John Barrowman performing You'll Be Back from Who and Arrow and other things and so that whoever's performing it just to get to like have a blast. I would he love to see John Barrowman as oh, King yeah. George. Yeah, he has but... very big KG3 energy. Mm-hmm. 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 And so it's just, it's a whole lot of fun. And I just love like projects when you can tell that the actor is just having like the best time. It is just so great that you can tell everyone in Hamilton is just so much enjoying what they're doing. And so like, the like the the three guys of you know Lafayette Hercules and Lawrence that they're just like they're having so much fun just playing off of each other and it's just the little stuff like that that it just makes it so much more fun to watch by basically just let seeing them be competent but also enjoy what they're doing and I think that's why Jonathan Groff was so like was like oh I'm only gonna be in it for eight minutes okay yeah no I'm I'm good with that like, I think he just, like, looked at it and thought, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And that's why he... I mean, he got to, like, hang out with Lynn backstage for, you know, several years, you know, for, like, a year and a half. So I think that was Well, that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I think oh, he I was... get paid to, like, hang out backstage and just, like, chill with Lynn and we kiss each other. But I think that's what it was, where he was just like, <laughs> I am okay with being in it for eight minutes because I trust Lin-Manuel Miranda so much. Like, I will do anything yeah. that he is involved in. Do you know what I mean? So, I think that's why it's like, you know. I like that, though. Like, I think it's a thing where you're like, I think everyone, yeah, like, everyone was just so hyped to be there. For sure, because this was definitely, this was filmed, like, height of their powers type situation that i hope we didn't lose christelle but uh technology listen it's still time but for Rona, so it, everything that's everything. a free pass but you know i think we've kind of covered the main aspects of act one and so we're almost two hours in and so that we are going to talk about Act 2 in another episode just because there is so much to talk about. And we are not about. Peter Jackson. We will not and make you sit here for hours and hours and hours. I mean, people could pause. That's fair. But wouldn't you want to keep listening to our <laughs> mellifluous voices? You know. But we're, we're going to give you an intermission. Uh, and so, yeah, exactly. Saw what you did there. But, can, can, but we, have, we have to talk about nonstop. Because it's just, I, I don't know a moment where <laughs> I was listening to it. I feel like probably the first time and I'm just like, how, 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 how is this happening? Like it's the way that there are at least five songs from act one layered on top of each other in yes. one song yes. blows my mind every time. And I'm just like, Lynn, how do you do that? Like, how did you do that? They are all different 
like melodies and cadences and they all fit together in this one song with its own melody and cadence and i think that's like okay so when you guys were talking earlier about how like you know this is like what everyone got to see lin-manuel miranda like the genius of it like people who weren't who were aware of him before from In the Heights, they were like, this dude is capable of some seriously amazing stuff. Like, because In the Heights swept the Tonys too. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you have someone who's super uber talented and it's just on like a colossal level now. So like, I think that was one of like the best parts of this is that he had this genius already. And this just like showed everyone, not just theater people like, oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what yeah. real talent... Oh, this is talent with a capital T. <laughs> like, he can do this. Okay. okay. Let's give him lots of money. <laughs> I think it's the combination of he did this, and then he- also while performing this, he wrote the Moana songs in his dressing room, is what made me pledge loyalty <laughs> eternally. <laughs> He's... He's ridiculous. <laughs> it's actually just ridiculous. But doesn't he talk about that, though, where he's just like... I'm so nervous about like things like going away that I say yes to everything or is it that he struggled for so long that he now says yes to just everything? I think he is is Hamilton. He's just writing like he's running out of time and just that that same yeah. um like energy and that's why it works so well that he plays Hamilton because it's like such a big part of who he is as a person. <laughs> Just like writing for like all the time. Right, but that makes so much sense because you have, I mean, it makes it so much more believable. And, you know, because sometimes you can have someone playing someone and it kind of falls flat. Um, But I think Mm -hmm. so. I think in some instances, you kind of have to have that like innate quality of a character in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, when I yeah. saw, or like, when you think of something like other big, huge shows, like you think of something like the Book of Mormon, you believe Andrew Rannells, like fully, and you believe Josh Gad, fully. You know what I mean? So I think it's just like, you kind of got to have some kind of quality of it, but I'm into it. It's just, yeah, I, I it's perfect. <laughs> But it is like, oh, it does make you mad, though. Like, it makes you so mad that you're not that talented. <laughs> oh, did I, I? You heard me earlier. He attended my high school. Like, we went to the same <laughs> high school. And I'm just like, where is my Emmy, my Grammy, and my Tony, and my Oscar um, nomination? And he should have And my um, MacArthur Genius Grant. And I'm just like, why were we and not? And he should have had the Oscar say? because Lola did he get a? But did he get the like Congressional Medal of Freedom too? He got something from Obama, didn't he? Because he doesn't. He doesn't possibly. qualify for the Kennedy Honors. I mean, he will eventually, but like he doesn't qualify yet. Yeah, and he'll soon be a Disney legend. No, I thought he already had I don't think you can get a Kennedy honor this early. No, I'm nearly certain he already has it. Does Lin-Manuel... This is what the internet is for. Yes, he had it. How? Oh, it's a first of its kind. Kennedy Center honor. It's not like... What do you mean, how? Have you not heard Hamilton? Yeah, it's a... It wasn't, but it wasn't just 
like, him. It was like the creators of yeah. he and the creators of Hamilton. So it's not just him though for his like contribution so it, to because I think there are like it, there's like a stipulation when you get a Kennedy Center honor for like yourself. It has you have to be. A, like mm. a working person for X amount of years, like oh. you have to be. It's like thirty years or something. You have to be contributing to culture. This is hmm. what is this for? Well, in the Heights was a very long time ago, but, but so he's so like, he's getting there. Yeah. But yeah, it was for Hamilton, so it was like him and Lackmore kind of got shared it together. Because I remember it was all four of them. Same night as Reba McIntyre and Cher. Yeah, it's all four of them. Yeah, the director, the Blank, musical director, anywho, the choreographer. Blankenbuehler. 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 Mm-hmm. That's it. Me too. We, we were <laughs> searching for Samuel Seabury's name, and so for a very long time. But <laughs> anywho, this has been a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we lost Christelle for the last little tail end of this, but we will we'll be back. We'll so be see. back. Um <laughs> for act two and so after after this brief intermission but thank you so much for listening that um you know as far as following us on the socials all that jazz and so we'll have this episode posted and we're posting this like recording tuesday night we should have this up by wednesday morning so that way you can listen before we talk to act two thanks again if y'all go outside wear a mask and stay safe take care bye Bye.